Okay, so let's start from the Mishnah on Memalaf and Mavis, which is that, which is what we did this week, this basic Ahmed, and then we'll see if we have time to go back a little as well. So you have to reach in Shachai, Shachali is Bashabis. So you have to reach in Yantav, which falls out on Shabbos. So everyone used to bring their lulav to Besaknesis, as we explained, that even though it is Docha Shabbos in this time, Docha Shabbos just means you're allowed to bring it on Shabbos. They didn't make the Dindrabanan yet, or they didn't enact the Rabbanan that you're not allowed to bring it on Shabbos because of the Xera. You might come to go to a Bucky and ask some questions, which we'll see later on about that Xera. It was brought in later on. The Xera did not apply, as we'll see. To the times of Zban Habayis, times of the Beis Hamikdash, which that's what this mission is referring to. But you're not allowed to carry. You can't carry in Shabbos. It means there's no gzera of 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 carrying. But you're not allowed to carry itself. So therefore, you have to bring it before Shabbos to the Beis Hakanesis. And the Machos so the next day, Mashkimu Nevon Kalachar Riacha Makar Shalot. He's wake up early, and everyone came and recognized his own lulav, and he took his own lulav. Mifnei, the reason why I take his own lulav, Shamru Chachamim, Eina the Mitzvah, the Chavas of Yantiv, Mishan Shal Lavish Chavir. A person can ayot say on the first day of Yantiv with the lulav of his friend, and that's special halacha only the first day. Doesn't apply beyond the first day. It was based on lachem, and obviously in Chutzlar it's apply day one and day two, like for us it's day one and day two. But it's limited to the first or first and second day, and not beyond that. Shaimu Sachag. The other days, which in Chutzlars will be day three and on, and it's all day two and on, person can use the lulav of his friends, and therefore there's no, there's no necessity to only find the lulav which belongs to you. Now, you see, Omar, seemingly an unrelated halacha, but brought in this Mishnah, which deals with the halachas of Shabbos. Yantavishin Shachag, Shacholis Peshabbos, person. It's the first day of Yantif, falls out on Shabbos. The Shakach, Motzis Lulav, and he was so involved in the mitzvah and he forgot and took the Lulav by mistake. Lush Sarabim. Potter. He is Potter from bringing a carbon. It means normally this would be a classic shogig. He brought it out by mistake. But if Yosi Shita is, is that since he was involved in doing the mitzvah, and that is what his focus took him away from the, from the realization that it was Shabbos, and that's why he made the mistake. So, Potter. Took it out. Rishos. The word Rishos, we said, is a, is a difficult word to translate exactly. Rishos normally means permission. Over here, it's not permission because it doesn't have permission to bring it out. It's also to carry it. Rashi translates Rishos, Rishos mitzvah, almost like in the jurisdiction of the mitzvah. Rishos also can mean jurisdiction. Right? That's what Rishos like Rishos Rabim. So that's what Rashi seems to translate Rishos, not permission, but jurisdiction. Which jurisdiction? Of the mitzvah. So you turn the mitzvah because he was involved and he was focused on the mitzvah. And he was thinking about it and he was involved in it. And he was very hasty to go and do it. Because he was so hasty and focused and thinking about the mitzvah, that's why he was telling me a mistake for Shachach and he forgot to do Shabbos. A person makes a mistake in a Dvar Mitzvah, like this case where he makes a mistake by carrying it. He makes a mistake in something which is a karis, like carrying on Shabbos. He's part of the carbon which you normally would bring as a result of violating the Allah of carrying on Shabbos. Yeah. Only apply when the mitzvah is actually relevant in Shabbos. Like post Gezerah, this would not this would not work. It's a good question. He's saying post Gezerah, post Gezerah, they, they can't even take it on Shabbos. Right, so really saying it's like then it's like a double mistake. No, the guy said they made a double mistake. He he forgot that it's also taken on Shabbos and he carried it on Shabbos. 
Yeah, it's a good point. I think I would, it's probably what the Rabbanan do, almost like the fact it was like remove the mitzvah from Shabbos. So once they're moving this from Shabbos, okay. and then uh, 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 probably they would not call that term. It's a good point. You were asking? That's like no, it's like disconnected right. from the right. So like almost like you almost look at it that it's not as a man mitzvah. So you're saying Shabbos after the day of the Rabbanan became like a, like a, that's that's it's a chiddush. You know, it, it, it gets involved with the when the Rabbanan enacts something. What do they actually do? There's a famous. Uh, Rabbi Yonah talks about this in Brachos. We had learned halacha this morning that a person not allowed to say Kriyishma or shouldn't say Kriyishma after Chatzos. That's like Zerud Rabbanon. Why? Because they wanted to make sure not to forget. That's the first mission of Brachos. Rabbi Yonah brings an opinion that a person who does read after Chatzos nowadays is not Yotze at all. Now, that's pretty strong because on the Raisa level, you did exactly, I mean, you didn't do anything wrong on the Raisa level. Rabbi Yonah says the Koch of the Rabbanon, I think he forgot who he brings this from, the Koch of the Rabbanon is like uproot. The mitzvah. So that really addresses is, is connected to your question as well. When Rabbanan said you can't shake take lulav on Shabbos, did they uproot the mitzvah on Shabbos totally? And therefore, now if you take it on Shabbos, you didn't t- you didn't take it on a day of a mitzvah, or was that on the Raisa level you're still doing the mitzvah because they they can't uproot the Daraisa. They make it there, but they can't uproot the Daraisa. So now I'm, I'm if I take the lulav on Shabbos, practically my yotzei mitzvah. So, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to say that you are when the Rabbanan said you shouldn't take it. But it goes into that, that Rabbanan Yonah. When, when the, what koach did the Rabbanan have? Do they actually have the koach to uproot the mitzvah and say you're not doing anything correct at all? You're not doing a mitzvah at all. So if they do, then for sure you can have I mean, also they, they uproot. Then, they, then it's like Laila. But the Rabbanan are doing that. They're creating this new phenomenon that Shabbos is no longer a day of mitzvah, which is interesting. But, but yeah, I, I, I think you're correct that it's probably not considered the day of a mitzvah, and therefore not relevant to this halacha of Hutzi Birushas. We had earlier the Rabbanan did a similar thing with the Big Esri. Right, so they... Big Esri on Shabbos. He's saying the Big Esri they don't want you to take it because you might come to switch and, and drop it. Interesting. So he's saying the same thing. What if you take a Big Esri? Not, not on Shabbos. Let's adjourn the week. Right. Let's right. adjourn the week. Adjourn the week. Right, would you be okay with it? So, a similar question. It means when they made Xero Dabar, and how far did they take Xero Dabar? Did they actually uproot the mitzvah totally? That's right, so a similar question. When, when was that Xero initiated? So, so after, after, after the Chorba, we're going to see the Daf Mendal, and we're going to discuss that. It was Bisban Habayis that Xero is not relevant. You could, and the way Rashi calls it is Docha Mitzvah's Lul of Shabbos. You do bring it on Shabbos. After. When Lobos Ban Habayis, after the Churban, that's what I think it was enacted like zero. We're going to see that in the Dalad, exact details of that. Okay. So, Menani Mili, what is the source, and where do we know this halacha that a person is required to use their own lulav, at least on the first day of Sukkot? Tan Rabbanon, Lukachtem, It's the unrelated, unrelated drasha, but it's from the same Pasuk. After Lukicha, each person has to do the own lekicha, which means you cannot be yotzi someone else's lekichas lulav. And we spoke at the Miri. Miri asked that, of course, you can't. It's a mitzvah shabagufa, which means you have to do it. No one can. Someone can't be yotzi you in talas. Someone can't be yotzi you in tefillin. So why in the world do you need a pasuk to tell you that someone else can't be yotzi you in lulav? Miri said because the Gemara in Tainus he quotes the Gemara in Tainus says that lulav is the, the. It seems like the main reason or one of the reasons of lulav is to is to take or stop the bad um, bad rains. 
it's, it's, it's come to bring um, rain, bring positive rains, and that's part of the school or the thing which is built into Lulav. So it says the Meiri, if that's the idea, maybe it's a Bezdin halacha. Bezdin has to take Lulav for Kla Yisrael to bring about this concept of bringing about good rains. And that's the Gemara's half. I mean, that maybe there would have been something only relevant to Bezdin. But Kachman tells you, no, every person has to do the own Lakicha. It's an individual, individual mitzvah, not a mitzvah which is relevant to Bezdin or to the group of Kla Yisrael. That's one drasha. Lochem, which just goes, very asked this question during the week, which I don't have a good answer to, is that Gemara seems to make multiple drushas from this pasuk of Lokachtem, because we had earlier drasha that Lokichatama has to be complete, right? Uh, which we had a few drushas from that. So here's another drasha on Lochem. So leaving that somewhat unresolved. Lochem, Misha Lochem. has to be yours. You have to actually physically own it. Lahotias Ashov Esagazal to exclude Shal when it's borrowed or stolen. Mikan, from this Pasak of Lachem, Amruchachamim, Ain Adi Mutsi de Chivaso, Biotivishan Shahag, Lava Shahavir. A person cannot be used on the first day of Yantif, which is this Pasak is the first day, the Kachlaham Yamarishon, cannot use for the first day of Yantif with the Lulav of his friend. Elam can Aslamatan, unless the only way to, to get around that, he actually gave it as a real present, which means it now became his, and then it's going to become the second person's. But without that, it's not going to work. And here, the Gemara, like we said, does not introduce yet Amnas Lachas. That's the next point we're going to introduce. Right now, the Gemara just introduces the first basic point. A matana is what's necessary to transfer it to someone else to make it his. And if it's not a matana, it's not a lachem. If what? If it's... If it's... If it's Lula Gazo. Yes, so we that that question... The first Mishnah, yes, the, the first Mishnah in in this parak told the Lula Gazal is Pasal. And the Gemara said the reason is because of Mitzvah Babavera. So it comes out, the only reason why you would need Lachem is for Shol. It's for a case where it's borrowed. You're right, Gazal really could, could fall back onto Mitzvah Babavera. But Shol, which is not an Avera, that's what you need the, the Pasuk for. So it's interesting, you're making an excellent point, because the Gemara really says well, both points. It, what? Saying why did Gemara say two times? No, well, and right, that's, that's, really, that's your question, really. Why did the Gemara say Gozal and Shal? Because Gozal really have another reason, which really invalidates it. I believe someone asked that question. Oh, Tasis asked that question. Excellent. Tasis and Nafalamad and Alf asked that question. In fact, Tasis, you know, look at the top toast of Laman and Alf. Vahad the Sanya, the Kaman Pergula it's it's Tosus quoting that from Gimel. It's the same drasha, same Gemara we had we have. Lachem yishalachem lo tzis l'shal v'esagazal. So Tosus says your kasha. Gemara says enough lamid. The reason why it's possible is mitzvah b'avera. So why does the Gemara say this from this pasuk? Tosus says shal l'tzrichale. You're right. Really, gazal's lav dafka. It really was for shal. Shal is really the necessity. Shal l'tzrichale, which means the drasha only for shal. The belav lachem nafkal and gazal. Because really, without lachem, you know gazal. Because that's, that's the other point that makes that the pastic really of Baba Vera comes from carbon, but it's, it's everywhere else and included. And it's actually a Dorais of soul, as this is proving. And therefore, you don't need the pastic for, for Gazel. So, uh, and that's, so it's saying it really slav dafka. But the Gemara said, no, I didn't really need the pastic for Gazel. The, the necessity was only for Shah. Okay.
to when you know, when you know the paragraph the backwards and forwards. You could be asking from beginning to the end. Hashem. <coughs> okay. Maisa. So we're now backs us up with a story. We see this concept. You have to give him matano. They were all coming on a boat on Sukkot. Well, hey, Lulav Ella Ringlil, he only had, he had the only Lulav on the boat. Shalak Kabel's Zuz, which he bought for a thousand Zuz. Not Lulav Ringlil, he took it, and he was the first one, he was Yotzev with it. He gave it to Yeshua, the Matana, he gave it as a present, and that's this is the point we're trying to prove. The Matana is really what's necessary to make someone else, allow someone else to use it and to be Yotzev with it. It's interesting, I just thought about this now, that nowhere does it say that the case of the boat was on the first day of Yantif. I mean, it has to be, because if not, you don't need the matana. It's interesting that we're trying to make, we're trying to prove a point. You need a matana, and particularly for the first day. I mean, I guess... Can't I, we assume it, or else the story is not... Right, but but it's a little funny, like, when you bring a story... It saying, just, why are they on a boat on the first day? Well, yeah. that's, that's not my question. I'm, really I'm not sure what they're doing here, but why? There is an opinion in Really? Mm-hmm. Not it's not like I, I mean Agumar says clearly you don't. So there's another opinion. Where, where is the Tosis? Uh, I just oh, he quotes it? Oh yeah? Where is he quoted from? It's sort of in passing. Uh huh. Okay. Right. Well, they they're not allowed to travel. Right. But according to Tosus, maintain that for yourselves requirements a function of the biblical obligation, and it applies in the temple all seven days. Heaven can be. But all seven days, right? That's only only based on Migdash. Right. 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 So, I mean, here was right. Here was not not in the base of Migdash. They, they were on a boat. They were definitely right. They were outside. Even though but it wouldn't apply, no, it wouldn't apply. It was only only in I think I think only in the base of Migdash itself. I believe. It's only in the bias. Sure that I believe, but the one there was assuming you can't travel on the first day of because of tchum. Right, there's no issue with tchum traveling on a boat. Um, so I think that that's just the way they're allowed to travel. But it's interesting traveling on the first day of Just interesting. Why were they traveling? Then what were they doing on on, on the boat then? But. Um, Okay, but regardless, so it just I just I just thought of this. I didn't, didn't mention anyway that this was on the first day of. Okay. Fine. So not living on Leo, but Yatsa by Nasim of Yeshua, Matana, not of Yeshua, but Yatsa by Nasim of Elazim and Zayim, Matana. So he took it and gave it to Rekiva. Not to Rekiva, he took it and he with it and gave it back to Rekiva. Okay, so, so this is the first place we introduced returning. Because till now we're saying about, about, about a present. 
says, Why is it important even to mention the zero? The main point we're trying to be in the story is to tell you that a matana. You need a matana. It has to be done with matana. It's not done with matana. It's not going to work. So why is it mentioned all zero? The says, It's telling you another point that it's telling you another additional idea that's teaching us matana matana. That's even matana matana. So it's 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 fascinating. It's like it's an underlying concept over here that this must have been amnas lahachsa. Why? So the rush pointed that the rush the rush's point was that obviously Rigamliel brought this lulav onto the boat. He obviously wanted it back, and and it was almost understood. Certainly, wants first he wants to take his own lulav. That's he certainly paid a thousand dollars for it, and he certainly wanted to take his own lulav, and therefore the assumption would be he would want it back. He want it back afterwards. So therefore. When he gave it to the other ones, he didn't even speak anything out. He didn't say a word. But since it's clearly understood he wants it back, he actually required to return it back. And if you don't return it back, back to what we're going to say in the next Gemara, they're not going to be Yotze. So the Gemara is telling you, they returned it to him to fulfill the understood, the implicit Tanai, the implicit condition which he didn't speak out, but was understood from giving it out, that it was required to be returned. And that tells you that's enough to be considered a Matana. And the Chiddush really is twofold. Number one is that even though I'm giving it to you and it's on the study after return, it's on the study after return. It's called real matana. Maybe you say, "Listen, it's a joke. I'm giving it to you. I'm not giving it to you. I'm, I'm lending it to you." No, no, no. There's a real thing. If I give it to you and and pick it up, make a Kenyan, and that becomes mine. It just it reminded me of Shlomo Zalman Arba's Zatzal has a fascinating discussion talking about selling chametz. He says selling chametz. You know, people say oh, what's the whole thing. It's a farce. It's a joke. Like, so Shlomo Zalman makes he says the following point, which is very relevant to this. He says. Let me ask you a question. If I have this cup, and I say, um, can I sell you this cup for a dollar? You say, sure. You dollar, I give you the cup, and you pick it up, and you can And then I say, by the way, I was just joking. Right, can I have it back? It's too late. Right? Is a Kenyan done? In other words, is a legal acquisition done, and the fact that even if you knew I wanted to buy it back, it makes no difference. And if, you t- if I tell you I don't want to sell it back, also makes no difference. It means legal acquisitions are real. And the fact that Whatever implicitly is going on, and I want to buy it back, I'll plan on buying it back, it makes no difference. He says, I want to sell chametz to the, to the non Jew. There's a Kenyan done. So you want to know, are you owning chametz? The answer is no. The person will sell it back, won't sell it back, you know, will sell it back. It makes no difference. There's a Kenyan done at that moment, which is, which is, which is a real Kenyan. And nothing which, is, which holds back that Kenyan. I'm saying the same thing over here. I'm not sir. You may say it's, like, it's, it's like almost like it really equals borrowing. The answer is, but it's not. Because as long as a real Kenyan is that I gave it to you, you made a real Kenyan on it, and the fact that it's yours, okay, there's a, there's a condition, a stipulation, which is built and you have to return it afterwards. But the, at the end of the day, picking it up and making a real Kenyan is, is, is acquiring it for that time, and for that amount of time, as long as, it's, as, long as I have it. And that's, but that's the Chiddush. It's called the Matana. Shmei Matana. It's called the Matana. And don't say it's called borrowing. Don't say it's called lending it to you just for the, for the amount of time. No, it's actually called borrowing it. And so much so that it can be Yotzelachem, but there's a second point, but it has to be returned. And that's what I was going to say, the second point, that if that's not done, it also undoes the entire thing, and the whole thing now retroactively is not considered Matana. Because, because you're stealing? Because the whole thing is, like, funny. Like, so it, it is stealing, but again, it's, it's not because you're stealing, because you didn't, you didn't fulfill the condition. If you didn't fulfill it, then it's stealing. I can, make any, I can make any condition I want. If I, make, if I say, I'm giving you this cup and a present, I'm going to ask you to... it's not Feltzach in the ownership, in the Kenyan? No. Like it's, how can it be a full-fledged Kenyan if you no, have a hand not, in it still? I don't have a hand. I give you this cup and say, this cup is yours if you do 20 jumping jacks tonight. Okay. Okay? Now, it's, it's fully yours, 100% yours. 
It happens to me if you don't do 20 jumping jacks tonight, so then it turns out that you, retroactively you, you, I didn't give it to you. But the 20 jumping jacks are totally independent of, of the Kenyan that you make. So it's not, from right now until tomorrow morning, it's, the cup is mine no yes, matter what. Correct, correct. Well, retroactively it could turn out. Unless you retroactively, but, but for the time being, it's yours. It turns out if you didn't do a twenty jumping jacks tonight, retroactively back it was mine. It turned out it was stolen by you, right? But I, I think that's you have to separate the stipulation and 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 the Kenyan. The stipulation is almost like I want to call it like a, like a side thing, side point. Now in this case, it's not twenty jumping jacks. Just give it back to me. So it sounds much worse because it sounds like oh, I'm not really giving it to you. It's, it's really mine. No, 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 no. It's not. I'm not retaining ownership. I'm building a, a side tonight. 20 jumping jacks, giving it back. It's the same thing. So therefore, if this guy goes now and drops the Esther again, the Pitta falls off, he shouldn't be tied. Well, no, he's not returning it back. He didn't give it back. The condition is I need it in my hand. Right, and, the, and, and, and kosher. Kobe. Right, and kosher. Right, and you need it back kosher the way it was. Right, if you didn't give it back kosher. But it's mine, really. A beseder. But, but you still violated the Tanai. And then it turns out you stole it. So that's a problem, because now you stole it and you stole my Esther again, and you can't return it because you don't have it anymore because now it's puzzle. So... It's, it's a fascinating thing that you can split the ownership with the stipulation and don't, uh, don't intermingle them. It's, they're not intermingled. They're really, they're really independent. There's the ownership and then there's the tonight, which is separate. It, it, it sounds much worse because the tonight is, it happens to be about the ownership or about returning it. And so it sounds like almost like, okay, so then really it's borrowing. But the answer is it's not. It's, a, it's an independent tonight, which is not it, part and parcel of the ownership. If you buy an It's a great question. It, it's, it's really dependent upon um, when the Kenyan happens with the check. Is check Kesef or not? Which is a, a major, major discussion in the postgame. If it, hap- it may also depend on even vary by countries because in America, you can cancel a check. So by, defi- def- by definition, that shows, I think it's not true in all countries you can cancel a check. In Europe, you can, I, don't, I don't think you can cancel a check, can you? I think you can. You can? Okay, so I, I, I thought there were some countries. Uh-huh, okay, and of course money here also, but but I, I, th- I thought there were some countries you can't. But regardless, the fact that you can cancel it almost shows that there's something which is not inherently. It's not cash because cash you can't ever pull back. It's like I can pull back. It's like on a string, and if I cancel it, I cancel it. So if so, there are posts I'm actually bring down, you should not pay for your lula with a with a check for this reason, because it may not be considered that it's fully. Yours without a Kenyan Kesef, and it's not real. It's not real Kenyan Kesef because you didn't. It's not money. It's just a paper that gives a person you're allowance. You're, now you're saying you need a Kenyan Kesef. We need. You need some Kenyan, and the right. Kenyan is simply you're doing is Kenyan Kesef. In other words, when I buy something, so the there's there's a few Kenyan going on, but there's no question the person did not plan to give it to you without a Kenyan without without a Kesef without a Kenyan Kesef. So okay, so there because I, I, I allow without money. I'm saying he can give it as a present. So the owner can give it to you as a present if he wants to. But when he sold it to you and it's built in, he wants to have his, he wants to have money in return for that. And you didn't give it to him because you gave him a check which ended up bouncing. Or it could be a check in the first place, even without bouncing. If the check is not considered um, paid for, so then it's, it's yours on credit. Is yours on credit really considered to be yours? And this is a discussion of the post game. It, it does depend on, on this factor of how, what a check is. And, and the credit card will be the same thing, or well, credit card, you get the money credit the next card is, day. Gets, gets, is, is drawn. You get some money. You're, right. Now you're, you're, in, you're indebted to the bank now. So Who's you? The the the, 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 the card owner. Yeah, but me. Right. But, the, but the, seller the seller doesn't seller gets get the money. Right. I don't get the money until tomorrow. Normally, 
guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. Really? Why? There are many cases where credit card is not guaranteed. I'm saying, but what what would what would pull it back? You dispute the charge. Fraud on the credit card. Okay. Credit card fraud. That's right. That's a good point. Yeah, but normally you would know that right away. No, no, necessarily. Yeah, it takes a couple. Takes half a day or something. They tell you that. You can even get it three weeks later. They you get a charge back and recognize the charge on my statement. I got a call I once think, after Shabbos saying, we're just, we're just uh, thinking about it. Right. So, I, but a credit card, the person does get the money. Let's say the, the vendor gets the money the next day. That you can pull it back. You know, it's, it's that's, he's still, he has, he, he was paid for it. You have, you have a mechanism you can get it back. A check, it could be never was gotten in the first place because it could be a check. The way some person look at a check, it's a document that allows you to collect from the bank. Not more than that. So until you collect, it's like an yeah. IOU. It's a bank. It's like an IOU, and then the bank is the one who's paying the money. No shabbos, like yeah. Right. Until you take it right. to the bank. Correct. So that's why a check is, is much less than than anything really in terms of giving actually paying for something because nothing actually was transferred, just the paper that allows you to collect money from the bank. So it's it's not recommended. And the only the case I guess would it would be fine if it was a few days beforehand and the, and the person had time to cash a check and declare it and that and then then it's fine because then if, but let's see you buy it at if we buy it and the guy didn't take the check yet to the bank so he still has all he has is a piece of paper that gives him the right to collect because he wasn't paid for it and now it's on credit so that's that's that's, so it's, that's it's, up to him I'm saying like you, you can't say oh can you it's pass true. So it's it's true as long as you but, have money on the bank it should be a good kidney yeah but if it, did, it could be it didn't happen yet it was. At the end of the day, it didn't happen yet, right? It, it, it's true, I have money in the bank, and he has a w- way to collect, but then it didn't happen. So the fact that it didn't happen, it could be itself a way to say that it's not really considered a, a, something happened. Okay, and the more now takes it one step further, but the point of Rava, I'm giving you this esrig on the stipulation you return it to me, which is the classic so not love yatsa boy. He took it and he did yatsa with it. Hechzir, if he ends up returning it as well, yatsa. Then he's yotze the mitzvah. Not hechzir, the yatsa. But if he didn't return, he's not yotze because he violated the tanai. And violating tanai is is undoing the, the giving it. And we spoke, we spoke out from the ritva that returning it means also not just returning it, returning it whenever you want, turning it before the next day when he has he wants to be yotze with it. Because if not, then he's losing out on his ability to do the mitzvah. That's only when he wanted it back. Okay. Now the Gemara goes back and just dissects the point of the story. Why did he even mention? Why is that even important and integral to the story that he bore Belzez? The Gemara says, right, it's not really integral to the story, but we wanted to show you, to teach us and show us how mitzvahs were precious on them, and then we said means the both Rav Gamliel and those who were bidding against them all, all were involved in this purchase, all involved in the... the uh, Showing that it was something which was precious by offering large amounts of money for this lulav. Okay. Now the Gemara gets into another, another point. Son of a Mimer says to Ravashi, Abba, my father, Amemar, Tzluli Kamatsli Bey. He used to actually daven with the lulav while he was holding it. He would, and as Rashi points out, this was also a sign of Chaviva, a sign of how much he appreciated and loved the mitzvah, and he wanted to continue, hold, continue holding it throughout the entire davening. So Meisvei asked the Gemara a question from a Rais Aliyachaz Adam Tefillin Biyadi. Person cannot hold Tefillin in his hands, or Sefer Torah Bechego Sefer Torah in his chest. Be Spalel and Davin Shpon Esrei. 
And reason being, because he's scared, he's worried that he might come to drop them, and therefore not have proper kavanah. So it's not appropriate to hold something certainly of this level level of value during Shmonasri. Another point, obviously it's inappropriate to to use the restroom to, to urinate when you're holding tefillin or sefer Torah, and you cannot sleep. You cannot sleep. Not a shina, which is kava, which is more of like a sleeping in bed. Or shina's arai, which is a nap. And even a nap, we're scared because the person dozing off certainly can end up dropping the sefer Torah, the tefillin, while he's taking a nap. So those are all halachas regarding sefer Torah and tefillin. But then on that, Amar Shmuel Shmuel adds on, sack and a knife, carry plate, kikare, loaf of bread. And Moe said, money, these are also the similar halachos. Now, as Rashi points out, each, each one of these, you have a similar idea. Sakin Rashi says, it might fall and, and, and stick, his, stick him in his, in his leg. Kaira is a Malay, is a full plate, which again might fall. Moshle Espazu will come in, and spread all over and get lost. Kikar Shem Nipo, Yenimas, if it falls, will get disgusting. So, all these things are basically concerned and shouldn't fall. That's the basic concern. Don't, it shouldn't fall. It's not. The same level as the Sefer Torah, obviously, or Tefillin, but he doesn't want them to fall, and he's focusing and thinking and concentrating, it shouldn't fall. And as a result, says the Gemara, you won't properly concentrate in Shmon Esrei, and therefore it's not appropriate to hold these things while you are davening. Someone mentioned um, the other day about a child. So it, the child is brought down in Halacha in a similar way. person shouldn't hold the child during Shmon Esrei for the same reason. It's interesting, I just want to add a point to that, is that I believe it's Mishaburo or one of the other posts can point this out, that there may be times it's actually appropriate because in Shmonasrei, it's always the better of the two scenarios, meaning that if you have one scenario, the kid's screaming at the top of the lungs, and obviously you can't concentrate as a result, or pick the child up and also you can't concentrate fully because you're holding the child, which is better. Obviously holding the child is better off. Your kavana, your sum total kavana is actually better. One of the most fascinating halachas of Mishabura brings down is if you're davening Shmonasrei and a sitter falls, not your sitter, let's say, sitter falls next to you. So what should you do? You should leave it there. If it bothers you so much, Mishmur says then you can pick it up. In other words, that really, you want to know what to do, you should leave it there because it, you're talking to Hashem and the sitter, okay, so sitters on the floor is not, not appropriate, but talking to Hashem and stopping in the middle is less appropriate. But if, it's, if the end of the day is going to you know, ruin your covenant to the point that I, I just can't get this to sit on the floor. I just can't, you know, I, I can't get it. I can't get past it. Shabu says, in that case, it's better to go walk over in the middle of the and pick it up and, and, and put it back or, or hold it and then go back to Shmonastri because the same idea. There's always a balance of which, which kavana will end up being, which, which scenario is the better kavana. That's really the bottom line. If it's better kavana, so you should do that. Isn't there even a halacha that you could go to the shell? Like, if you're not sure, like, what, if you're supposed yeah. to say yeah, something or if you're supposed to say something, you yeah, go to the shelf and yeah. get the safer. Yeah. And then that's, that's a little different because they you don't know what to do. Right, let's see if a guy yells you. That's also going to stare at Kavana. Right, right. Well, if a guy yells you, you don't know what to do. I'm in the middle of the Shmona Sri. If a guy yells you, I'm not sure if it's, uh, you know, Halamod or if I repeat Shmona Sri or not. So, what should I do? So, actually, I'll walk to a shelf, get a safer, and I'll look it up. Because and, and, there it's more just in terms of doing, doing what's correct. You know, my Rebbe used to say that, like, you know, people are always big. It helps them concentrate when they're holding a pen. But think about it like this. When you fall asleep or don't, the pen falls out of your hand, it must be that there's, it's taking up some type of brain cell, some type of capacity, the fact that you're holding you're holding a pen. He was saying when? During, holding a pen during when? During, like, during, during sheer or just Thamazai. Uh-huh. Like, because people say, oh, they concentrate better, but think about it like this. But really, you're uh-huh. using part of your brain cells to keep to the think pen about, in your think hand. Think about it. Think about it. That's good proof.
Okay. Gemara says, Hostum lav mitzvah These things are not a mitzvah. And we, the way we explained it was, this thing's going back particularly on the last four things. Sak and karakik Of course, they have a Torah and tefillin or a mitzvah. But those things are its own category. Those are the much higher level of, of issue because they're tremendous cover for them. But the last four things, which really is the question is from, those things aren't a mitzvah. And therefore, as we explained from Rashi and the Rochaner, you're, you're bothered, you're not interested in really holding them and focusing on them. And therefore, that is what takes away your concentration. That takes your concentration away. These things are a mitzvah. The, the, the lulav is a mitzvah. And therefore, you're actually pleased and happy to be carrying it. And lo you're not going to be uh, tarred and, and, and lose your concentration on based on that. Okay. Tanya. That takes us one step further. This was the minute of the Anshu Shalayim. Adam Yotzeh mi of Lulav Yado, the person left his house. Lulav was in his hand. Halach Lavez Knesset, he went to Shul. Again, Lulav was in his hand. Kuro Kriyishma, Mispalo, Kriyishma, and he Davish Pornesre. Lulav was in his hand. Kuro Batoro, but when he got to get an Aliyah, Ornos was Kappa when he Dukhind. Then he had no choice because he couldn't hold it while he was leaning the Torah, as we said from Rashi. You have to open it and close it, or you have to hold on to the Tratze Chaim. And obviously, Duchni in both hands to do that. So you used to put it onto the kaka, and then obviously pick it up afterwards. Have you seen a bazaar to put it onto the kaka? Yes, yeah, so someone asked the question last night why, why isn't that a bazaar to put on the kaka? I, I'm pretty sure I saw that question somewhere, one of the Achronim asked that question. That why is it's It's interesting. And initially, one even points out, just the Nicho, just to put it down. One was like, almost like you're making a point, like you could put it on the kaka. I, I don't remember what I, I don't remember. What the terrorist was given, I'm, I'm just thinking out loud now. I would assume I'm not sure what the Gemara means. I would assume there's a difference between putting it standing up and putting it laying down. Well, that's well, that's 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 going to be a problem regardless. Unless we also standing up is a little better. I'm not sure. It's interesting because Manicho doesn't seem to differentiate how you're putting it down even. It's a good question. Yeah. Uh, Possibly has something to do with the fact that it is still like a plant. Like it's not a so you're saying it's almost like, like if it's going on like an earthen interesting it's, it's almost like more naturally back where it came from so it's like less it's interesting interesting point that it's from a plant yeah that could it could help somewhat for the, the Zion it's interesting because once you make it into an item of a mitzvah that sort of should should like we know that you know before you use it for mitzvah you can throw it out in the garbage once you use it you can't throw it in the garbage it's like you do see it takes on a little look at once you use it for the mitzvah I'm going to try to look into it so I was looking into where I saw it, but I'm gonna to try to look. But it's a good question, and and it's interesting. More like almost like makes a point to put it on the ground. Like just say put it on the table. Like why do you put it on the floor? Put it down. Put, put it down. Like and and right exactly. It's it's an interesting point. Yeah, I'm gonna try to look into that over Shabbos. Um, fine. So you put it down, and but then whether they went to be cholim or the nachamavelim, still love be other. Still lubas in their hand. Nichols the base of went to the base and now they were involved in the learning and they were scared it would fall. Then Meshagul, love will be Adu, but no, they gave it to their child or Abdu, their servants, Yashlucho, there's some messenger to take it. So, my Kamash Malan, what is the Chiddush, what is the point of being of Antri Shalayim? Well, the Yachat that teaches Kamal is reason of mitzvahs, how much they were Zoriz, which we said Zoriz means involved and connected and appreciated the mitzvah, and therefore they would always want to be holding it. So, I went through, actually, um, Shmuel found yesterday, there's a piece of this, uh, this is a Ruch Emotion Sefer. Which is uh, actually five pages on this on this Anshu Shalayim. It's amazing um, about trying to uh, really get to the heart. Minig Anshu Shalayim, Lita Lulov Kol Yom. He has one, two, 
six pages actually, just to describe, just to figure out what exactly this was. The question we were struggling with the past the past day, and he ends up he goes back all the questions, things we were th- talking about, the raya's and the proofs, and he brings all discusses all of them. He ends up bringing a very very fascinating, um, rev- the Reim Horowitz, who's actually one of the first from the back of the Gemara, which is a very fascinating language. As the language he uses is, I should write down a Gemara. He says they're being. He says that, that it's it's a hamshacha, it's a continuation of the mitzvah rishon, and they're being marach shehirach They're lengthening the mitzvah. It almost sounds like you're stretching out the mitzvah itself. It's not a new mitzvah, like carrying it afterwards. It's not just nothing. Because you're lengthening, you're stretching out that, that first mitzvah. And therefore, it actually is more than just a nice idea of chavivas, of showing how much you appreciate it. It's actually something, it's, it's, it's drawing out and connecting the mitzvah. Now, I don't know, one thing I, I think it's okay, I don't think he discusses this point, is that keep going, you know, indefinitely? Is, is anyway, anything stop that? Like what he put when he puts it down. Right, because no, because clearly. Right. So, okay, but there it could be he, had, he intended to put it down, but he knew he put it back up. Because let's say he, he thought he was done for the for right now. He's going to work now, and he's putting whatever whatever's happening. And then he puts it back up afterwards. That Can that still be considered lengthening the first mitzvah? I, hear, I could hear a strong svar to say no. That once you're done, you're done. Maybe in this case, the person on Shishlai, and they, their intention was throughout the whole day, keep on picking it. Even when you put it down, I'll pick it up in a few minutes. Right now, I'm picking it. So, but that, that's where he comes out at the end, what it is. And he says that that's what the, and that's interesting, he says, we, met, we read the Ramah yesterday, the Ramah says, they did it for chivah mitzvah, for the love of the mitzvah. So the Ramah almost sounds like that, we, the way we read it, sounds like it wasn't really a mitzvah, it was a chivah, it was like an appreciation. He says, no. He says, the fact we wanted to stretch it out, that is the chavivus. The chavivus is to stretch out the actual mitzvah, and that's all, that's what, that's what the Ramah means. So that's where he comes out to, to, to understand Shah and this Gemara. And we're actually doing something in the mitzvah, stretching out, lengthening the mitzvah itself is the continuation of the original mitzvah which was done, and they have the ability to keep on doing so even beyond the first moment of, of taking it. Okay, fine, it's, uh, it's time to stop here, Baruch Hashem. We finished the Chazar in this week. Mitzvah Shem over Shabbos. Hopefully, we'll get another good Chazar in. Is there Hashem?